sign fuck. I have a friend of mine, and she prefers Jaeger. She's like, uh, I don't want to do a tequila shot. Can I get Jaeger instead? Ew. <laughs> yeah, I don't want any crude oil. Can I get some gasoline instead? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's wild. Uh, she was. I was at a wedding with her, and she like went up to the bartender and was like, do you have Jaeger? And they're like, no. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we like to serve drinks that people like, ma'am. Oh, I just had a terrible <laughs> intrusive thought. A uh, Jaeger jello shot. <laughs> <laughs> that is truly one of the worst things you've ever said to me. <laughs> you've said a lot of stuff to me. Oh, yeah? Little examples? Uh, you said that I have girly titties, I believe. And you, you gave you gave him a squeeze at a time as well. <laughs> this is literally all shit you did in high school. <laughs> he did it to women. He got in trouble. For now, whether you had very breedable titties in high school, that's that's uh, that's up for debate. <laughs> breedable titties. Oh, my God. We might have to cut that one. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're keeping that in. All right. You <laughs> breedable. <laughs> that's I want you to leave my lovely lady lumps out of this for once. You're really you? getting a kick out of <laughs> there's something there's some words that really get to me and i think like the word breedable is one that i'm just like yeah this is this one is always funny there's not really a context in which you're like you know like oh that's uh the dog, real breedable. <laughs> what? what? Why would like, you use that as the example? Because you, it doesn't work. It's like, yeah, like, more suspicious you, you, than saying a femboy is breedable. You, you're <laughs> to dogs. Uh, it's more sus. I think, no, what, so the point is, is like, it's not about the dog. It's that like, you could say, like in this scenario, it could be like a dog groomer. And if you use the word breedable, to describe anything. Dog like, groomers do not breed dogs. They trim dogs' hair, Malcolm. Why is your crew dog groomer <laughs> talking groomer about breeding dogs? Like dogs. Groom minors, Malcolm. They groom them to get their hair knots out. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> you sick, sick so, man. So, Malcolm's got a fucking dog and he's just like, Sorry, I got oh, you want me groomers to and groomer. breeders wrong, all right? <laughs> Oh, someone call Freud. <laughs> someone call Freud immediately. Get him on the line. And you would say that your relationship with your mother is bad, <laughs> Did she get you a dog? What kind of dog? Would you describe the dog as breedable? <laughs> would you? Could you? I noticed you have an oversized mascot head in your closet. We're going to explain that to the authorities. Why do the eyes move like why that? Does, why does the mouth move when you your mouth move? It's actually a very high quality piece. Why? The inverted kneecaps won't <laughs> creep me out. How much did you pay for this? Wootolibsion, $700. Uh, $700? Like, well, we, we put it in that, like, Freud is secretly a furry this entire time. And she was just like, oh, that's actually quite a good bargain. How, how what, when was Freud alive? Uh, like, 1870s? Uh, that's a good question. I think he was alive in, like, the 10, 1910s. You were correct. He was alive in the 1910s. Would you say that he missed out on a gold mine by being dead before, say, Tumblr, the 1980s and everything that happened afterwards? Like, the, he wasn't around for furries. He wasn't around for Reagan. Wasn't around for internet pornography. What do you think Freud would have to say about this, Robert? You're the expert. 
<laughs> took classes. I think Freud would uh, be working very lucratively in Beverly Hills as like one of those like like you know he rents out like a hotel room like ball or not a ball but a, like a a space at a hotel room and he just gives like motivational speeches like disconnect you from your psyche the oh, elements of success. Reading the psychology of success. No, 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 no. He he's got a daytime talk show. It's called the the Sigmund Freed Show or Sigmund. Sigmund Freud. <laughs> Welcome to the Freud. Sigmund Freud Show. Welcome to the Freudian Slip with me, your host. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like more oh, Freudian just... Slip. Oh, I love that. That's that's the show. Yeah, this Freudian Slip on syndicated television just after Maury. <laughs> a Friedman uh, slip or a Friedman slip. Friedman slip. What is it's it? You okay? slip. Freudian slip. Freudian slip. The irony. And then it like ends with like um what is it that other guy? Uh who is the Dr. The Phil guy? are you thinking of? Not yeah, well not Dr. Phil. I was thinking Springer. of the guy who who is the Springer bodyguard that got his own show. Um, oh. Um. Oh shoot. I didn't. I wasn't actually allowed to watch any of those shows. Yeah, I didn't. My mom said that that shit would rob my brain. She was right, but she couldn't stop me once I was eighteen. <laughs> oh, Wilco's! It's the Steve Wilco show. He's got. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Does doesn't he have like a podcast or something nowadays? They all have podcasts. That's the thing. These everyone has a podcast. Yeah, Conan has a podcast. Yeah, Harrison Ford was on it recently, and he, he was very funny. Did you guys see the new Indiana Jones? I did not. No, I haven't. Oh my goodness! I want to spoil it for you. Is it bad or it's horrible? You it can spoil horrendous. it for me. No, you, you I don't want, want to spoil it, but I like don't spoil like the overarching plots. But if there's a really bad moment in, of it, there's okay. Um, I want to tell you so bad. You have to like be okay with it though. Ah, uh, fine, fine, fine. I do know what happened to Shia LaBeouf's character. I do know how they. So that's crazy because there is a woman character that is written exactly the same as Shia LaBeouf's character, and I feel like that was supposed to be Shia LaBeouf. But like he wouldn't do it, or like he's in jail again, or something. Oh, are you trying to be about uh, what's her name, the actress from Fleabag? Yeah, I don't care for her. She's well, a good, she's really good in her own things. Yeah, yeah, yeah like Fleabag. <laughs> Robert knows her for one thing. It's just like her claim to fame, uh, obviously Fleabag. Well, no, because <laughs> she she wrote and directed it because it was based off a of one woman show she did, and so well, that's kind of one of the things. Phoebe Waller Bridge. One person shows, dude. What a, she actually what managed a to have a successful one woman show, so good for her. <laughs> I, I can't picture myself at a one man or woman show. For me, it's crazy that Phoebe Waller Bridge, they saw Fleabag, and then Amazon was like, let's get her to write the Tomb Raider show. <laughs> that one, her, get her. Uh, I showed someone Goldfinger for the first time the other day, and they are used to like the Daniel Craig Bonds, and they and they were like, what the fuck are we watching? This is this is like a Nickelodeon James Bond movie. <laughs> it's like, like the original yeah. James Bond. Movie. Yeah, I'm sorry, not all of them have a hundred million dollar budgets, but you know, Moonraker is great. Um, yeah. You know, you know what I really loved? I loved playing like the James Bond games when they would Absolutely. come out. Those games, like, I wish they would do a new one with some of the new characters, but also like when they would do like Moonraker levels, or they would do like. Live and let die, or the man. I've never, I never played any of the video games other than uh, Goldeneye with with you, Harper. Like like ten years after the fact on your N sixty four. I'm sorry, I gotta tell you about this Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's talk more about talk more. The the whole story is 
you know that little British guy? I forget which indie movie he's from. It might have been the Christmas Oh, Toby Skull. Jones. Yeah, Toby Jones. He's gone insane because he was, was researching something called the Dial of Archimedes. There's a scene in the beginning of the movie where there's a Nazi played by that guy who is the, the villain in Casino Royale. I can't remember that guy's name. It starts with an M. Uh, oh, yeah. Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen, yeah. Great actor, great actor. Amazing actor. And Druk? Uh, Druk is one of my favorite movies. I Actually, it's funny. So I worked on a commercial that was directed by this guy who directed this movie called Charlie uh, Countryman. And the one question I had uh, asked of them, which is a, it was a movie that starred Mads Mikkelsen Evan Rachel Wood, Shia LaBeouf. And all I did was I asked him, I was like, what is Mads Mikkelsen like in real, like in, like in person? Like, how, what is he, this guy like? I could not give a shit about Shia LaBeouf. I didn't really care about Evan Rachel Wood. Him, and then also I asked about Vincent D'Onofrio. You, you didn't ask about Rupert Grint, who's apparently also in the movie? Yes, I didn't ask. I didn't care about that. I was <laughs> yes, like, no, I yeah, I ask. need... Well, this was also around the time when, like, uh, I was watching Hannibal. Uh -huh. Um which is a great fucking show. You would like Hannibal. This is a great show. Hey, you're like shitting on it as if it's a bad show. It's like, oh, it's, it's I just a, always have hated serial killers. So it's like one of my thing. I'm never going to like serial killers. The furthest I go into serial killers is like the Zodiac, which is just a really good movie. No, not the Unabomber. Didn't like him. He's not a serial killer. He's a political actor. <laughs> <laughs> He's a hero. He's one of my heroes, Harper. Shut up about the Unabomber. You know, in Turkey, they call him. He'd have been a great podcast guest on the Dr. Jordan Peterson show. I think it was the Kaczynski death episode. Robert was just like, yeah, in Turkey, they call him the Great Chieftain or something. They do. They do. So Mavs Mickelson plays. A great Nazi. I remember watching a really good Western with him in it. And it also has, I think, Evan Rachel Wood in it. He plays a great Nazi, is my point. And they're on a train, Indy, the little English guy, and Mavs Mickelson. He's like hanging on by the edge, trying to get on top of the train with Indy and the little British guy. And a pipe hits him square in the face at like however fast they're going. You're like, oh, he's fucking dead. His skull's been caved in. And it flashes forward to him talking about the Dial of Archimedes, Indy, you know? And he's just got, what, a fucked up face? But he's secretly seeking the Dial of Archimedes, right? He eventually gets both, both pieces of it through chicanery and reveals that it is a time travel device and that he wants to go back in time and restore the Reich. <laughs> wait, wait, that, that's the plot of the movie. That's the plot of the movie. Mads Mikkelsen is a Nazi. He's going using time travel to undo the fall of the Third Reich. Yes. <laughs> That is a screenwriter's wet dream, and it would never work in real life. Well, it would never thing. work as a script. It's an Indiana Jones movie. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. The whole movie is a time travel movie? It's a time travel movie, and what? do you know where they end up? <laughs> they, they do go back in time is the worst part. Do they go to JFK's assassination? No, oh, that would that'd be, be so amazing. fucking funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wouldn't have been, because uh, they're still in, like, the 40s, right? So they're not even... Uh, well, well, they could have it's gone the 70s, forward. It's one of oh, it's in the seventies. That's even better because then it could be like, oh my god, Indiana Jones killed JFK all alone. <laughs> I'd love that if that was a subplot of the movie. I'd write. That's what I would write. That's what I would write in order to keep the continuity. They're on like a B fifty two junker, fucking, uh, and Maz Mikkelsen and his goons change into straight up Nazi uniforms to prepare to restore the Reich. They go through the wormhole 
And Indy's just like, your calculations are wrong. Wait, there's a fucking wormhole? Did you account? Yeah, there's a wormhole because of the Dial of Archimedes. Okay, they didn't, cr- they didn't it, bother to explain it in case okay. you were Okay, there's just like a, a, like a fucking Avengers ass fucking hole yes, in the world. That's correct. It's in the sky, actually. So they go <laughs> to the sky. Wait, it's a sky beam? <laughs> yeah, no. It's, it's, it's literally a glowing yellow portal in the sky. And they're flying through to Nazi uniforms in a junker. And Indiana Jones is like, did you account for for continental drift, Mabs Mickelson? He's just like, what? what do you mean continental drift? What could you possibly mean by this? And he's about to go through the portal. He's just like, oh, fuck, my calculations were wrong. Turn the fuck around. And it's too late. They go through the portal and they at the fucking siege of Napoli. <laughs> what? <laughs> they don't. They end up in the Roman times. Yeah, they're in. They're in the siege of Napoli, and there's a bunch of triremes in the water. And they're wait, 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 wait. What do you mean continental drift? Continents move like an inch every like ten years. Why would that? Because Arch- from Archimedes' time to 1960. Oh, but yeah. that's still not. No, it's not significant. No, but maybe it, in the film's screenwriting. Uh, some fucking screenwriter in that room someone in that writer's room is really proud of himself for that I mean for me uh, the idea of continental drip is I would love it just to see like shots of like kind of Fast and the Furious style of like the continents like moving kind of suddenly like and also, then you cut and you cut to massive earthquakes of people being like the world <laughs> but like uh, yeah, also but... how do you calculate that on the fucking dial made in the fucking Greek okay go on not even to the best part so the Romans are seeing a fucking B fifty two and they hit it with the giant fucking steel javelins they have what are they called the ballistas. Yeah, yeah, ballista. It takes out one of the fucking junker engines. Wait, are they saying a Roman fucking trireme is going to take out a B-52 fucking bomber? Yeah, a bomber. And it hits it in the (laughs) engine, and it's smoking, and it's flying by, and the Romans are just like, holy shit, a dragon. (laughs) (laughs) A dragon? (laughs) They're like, Napoli's got a fucking dragon, and Napoli's looking up like, holy fuck, the Romans have a dragon. (laughs) This is so dumb. Are they speaking in English, or is it subtitled? It's in Latin. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, al- There's I'm a almost. There's a lot of Latin without subtitles, actually. Uh, but <laughs> as someone who so, took Latin in college, I'm almost I'm not like even to the best part. It gets into a, a room, and there's a guy in a you know the traditional Roman garb, the toga with the sash and everything, and he's running out, and it shows the dial on the desk, and the assistant is just like, "Master Archimedes, we have to leave. They have dragons." <laughs> Archimedes is just like. No, I still have to. Uh, there's, there's not enough time. They go outside, and Indiana Jones has crash landed. I think he parachuted down actually, on onto the beach okay. during the siege. And Archimedes, for some reason, shows up, and he's like, "What? What the fuck are you all? Why are you doing here?" I think Maz Mickelson did not survive the crash. In case you were wondering. I was going to ask you. So he's not even there for the final part of the movie. He just like dies in a plane crash. And then they're like, we got to get, we got to escape from the, uh, from the Romans. Yeah. So the third act of the movie is Indiana Jones escaping from Roman times. (laughs) He he doesn't want to escape is the thing. He's just like, I've always wanted to meet, you know, this is a wet dream for me. I have to stay here. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm literally about to nut, dude. <laughs> he's like, quick. He's like, where's Caligula? I need to go to one of his orgies. Where's Caligula? He's like pushing through people. Caligula. But like, where is he? Where is he? He turns into Batman Begins Batman. Where is, where is he? he? I must come for you. So also, in, uh, fucking Indiana Jones just can speak Latin. Yeah. Of course he that, can. I assumed he could. He's sure. an archaeologist. He he's knows all languages. He has to know Latin, right? And he's speaking Latin to Archimedes. He's just like, in my time, you're a, you're a great, great man. And you've done great, great things. And Archimedes is just like, check out this cool dial. <laughs> <laughs> that's and that's the, real interesting, bro. But look at this thing I just made. There's like an Indian, ver- or not Indian, uh, like, a, like a Southwest Pacific Island version of small round, short round in this. Uh... Oh, no, <laughs> short round, short round. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and Indy's like with the Shia LaBeouf proxy. You know, I don't remember her name. And I think they called her Wombat. I don't get it. But anyway. Yeah, uh, isn't she supposed to be like the daughter of the English guy? She's the daughter of the English the... guy. One of but I, can I say, I do know the, how they, why, you know, like they get around not having Shia LaBeouf's character in the movie. And I do think it's one of the worst cough outs ever now. It's Especially hilarious. now that I, I found out that this is a time travel movie. <laughs> like, like, it's even worse then, yeah? So it is. But like, um, Helen is just like, she starts speaking Latin to fucking Archimedes. Just like, look, you're, you're super cool. And I like, I'm a big fan. She like says that verbatim. I'm a big fan. She's like, no, no, solo me a fan. You know, <laughs> like, what? Uh, Archimedes is just like, what the fuck does that mean? She's like, you can't stay here. And Indy's just like, I gotta stay here. I was made to stay here. So she, she like cold clocks him in uh, the South Pacific Islander short round is in a biplane and they drag him back to the 21st century or 20th century. And he wakes up with his love interest from the previous three films, I think. I'm completely lost. That's it. That's how it ends. They just end what? up back in the 1960s. Oh, Marion's. Oh, Mar- yeah, from, the, from the fucking first movie, Marion? What happened to Shia LaBeouf? Malcolm, you've been teasing this. What happened to Shia LaBeouf? So Shia LaBeouf is, before the start of the movie, his character is just killed in Vietnam. <laughs> he just Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, you just know that that was supposed to be Shia LaBeouf playing that character. And they, they had to be like, oh, Shia LaBeouf is, is a cancelable person to have on set. So they fucking haired the musical fucking Shia LaBeouf's character and had him killed in action in Vietnam. It was pretty incredible. Yeah, because, well, you know, he, he goes from that arc of, you know, being called Mutt Williams. Mutt, dude, I forgot his name was Mutt Leo. <laughs> Mutt Williams, yeah. Who born... He rode a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, they called yeah, him. He was a greaser from the 50s, and instead <laughs> of a switchblade, he had a switch comb. Play a 1950s greaser. <laughs> he was a greaser. He's a greaser who dies in Vietnam. Like, that's what this arc is. So incredible. And also, he, go, he goes by Mutt Williams, but he was born Henry Walton Jones III. <laughs> Spielberg's a genius. Don't ever question Spielberg ever again. Fucking <laughs> I no, am doing so more, heavily. I have to say, so I've been, I was just watching the Fablemans and there's a sequence in like the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I didn't know where there's like, it's like all like the early days of like, you know, young Spielberg uh, and his family. It's like random dinner time scene. And then the, the next cuts and they're like, huh. Looks like there's a tornado outside, and we're like, I was like, what? And there's this whole sequence where like the, all these kids, so there's like three kids and a baby, and uh, the mother 
and the father, they're like all running out. They're like, my God, it's a tornado. And then the mother looks at the three kids, like has the baby in hands, gives the baby to the father and like goes, hey kids, you got to get in the car. We got to go to the, uh, we got to go see this tornado. <laughs> they drive, they drive towards the tornado. His mom then, fucking storm chasing. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole storm chasing. Sequence. And I thought like, oh, like he's going to film the tornado and it's going to be like one of his first, like his disaster movie. Nope, he doesn't have a camera. His mom is just driving the three kids and instead she like gets to a point where like it's dangerously close to the tornado and then she just uh, she starts crying and she's just like, <laughs> she's just like, everything happens for a reason and then just smash cut <laughs> and then they're in Phoenix. <laughs> like that's... <laughs> I mean, that's I guess where everyone ends up instead of fucking uh, don't, don't instead of the yellow brick road, they end up in fucking Sky Harbor Airport. <laughs> so all, all roads lead to Sky Harbor Airport. And yeah, so, so I was just like, this is absolutely nuts. Also, David Lynch is in the movie. Like he just yeah yeah it. yeah as uh, was his name not not Robert he, Ford or uh, yeah Robert John, Ford. no John Ford. Like I was thinking about it after watching the film, and so I'm like, I'm not convinced that Steven Spielberg has made a truly great movie since the early 2000s. It's just a very weird thing with with, with uh, Steven Spielberg because Even Lucas got weird as they got older. It got weird as they got older, but then they were just like extremely successful at relatively young ages. I mean, like if we talk about uh, like Spielberg's like very first movie, he made it when he was like 23 and they gave him six hundred thousand dollars in 19 like 71 which is the equivalent of like 15 million dollars nowadays it's something ridiculous yeah. imagine giving a 23 year old millions of dollars to make a movie they, they gave lucas like full rights to the movie all the money he needed to make it he like got extremely lucky and had it fucking saved in post did you ever see the like any of the original cut of the new hope no it's boring I probably like would have liked it more if it was weirder. It, it was weird, but it was a lot of like almost Shakespearean scenes where Uncle Owen and like Luke are just like walking around the outside of a Tatooine building, just like hot again today. And Luke's like, "Yep." <laughs> I mean one of one of Spielberg's earliest directing credits. He was like nineteen, and he directed an episode of Columbo, Murder by the Book. Great episode. That was a great episode of Columbo. But I was going to say, like, I think his last probably great movie was either Minority Report or Catch Me If You Can. Like, he makes technically well-made movies, but he's not doing anything like Martin Scorsese. Like, when Martin Scorsese, it, like, he's making movies where you're like, holy shit, he's, like, almost 80, and he's do and he's got uh, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, <laughs> uh, doing coke out of Margot Robbie's ass. <laughs> like, that's... God bless him. Of, God yeah. bless him. <laughs> You're like, this is like the, yeah, the most wholesome dad director. And then you see his movies, you're like, oh my God. <laughs> I, I mean, just imagine if that, like, this is a little personal, like, beef of mine, honestly, if I'm going to be honest. It's just like, how old you have to be nowadays to do anything. I mean, measuring success by age has never been a healthy behavior. Granted, no, it's but... not. It's, I'm wholly admitted, I'll wholly admit that it'll be some of the first, but like, if we're you talking like about like, will bring up Colonel Sanders, by the way, if you try to do that, they're just like, well, Colonel Sanders didn't do much at all until he, he was, was 50. Yeah, he was in his fifties and sixties.
rapport thank you very much the colbert rapport i don't respect colbert enough to properly renounce that uh or pronounce excuse me (laughs) it was i mean i liked colbert rapport and i i just you know why why did you like it uh because i was 14 and uh it's what my family watched and along with snl i sure hope they get that bush guy (laughs) yeah. <laughs> I really um, like that John Stewart guy. He tells you like it. <laughs> John Stewart's still out there fucking talking truth to power. John Stewart's incredible. Colbert's a fucking whipped little establishment bitch now. Like I will say that Stephen Colbert is probably of the late night hosts right now the best interviewer. Like I'll actually listen to some of his interviews because he has clips where you're like, "That's pretty poignant." Like, <laughs> <for> space. <laughs> he's the best. If you're if you're talking about listen, the, the I want to make this perfectly clear. It's a very shallow pool. Like we're talking, it's a puddle. Yeah, like, Fallon, yeah, it's like two people. Yeah, if you're going like okay, if you're going to ask who's the best interviewer of this bunch, I'm going to name names. All right. Is it the best interview? He's going to name names. Yeah, Harper, what's the best interviewer? Stephen Colbert, Seth Meyers, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimball, or... Jimmy Kimball? You mean Jimmy Kimmel? Did you say Conan? I, no, I said Kimmel. Uh, you said Kimmel. Sasha, Kimmel. tell me, tell tell us if he said Kimball or Kimball. Jimmy Kimball. 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 I said Kimmel. You did not. Uh, and then, uh, or James Corden. And if you want uh, to be spicy. You put James Corden on the list as a joke. You, uh, you could, I was, the joke was going to be Carson Daly for last call. <laughs> That's pretty good, too. Um, I'm going to have to say Jimmy Fallon because he's, he's objectively Chadley by making his production staff entirely. Yeah, he's actively getting canceled right he, now. He is. It's so funny. Uh, he, he like walked around his office and made people as uncomfortable as possible and then slammed his hand on the desk and laughed the entire production and made his guests even more uncomfortable. It, it, it's probably a perfect storm of talk show hosts. He, he like knew his career trajectory was going down since leaving SNL, which is so he just didn't care, which is pretty bad if you think about it. Like you should be going up from SNL. SNL is like the, the launching point of a comedic. Well, career. it used to be. I mean, not so much nowadays. Now you go, you know, you go to on SNL to die. Well, yeah, but I mean, like Keenan Thompson, Thompson. <laughs> Keenan Thompson aside, you could still make yourself a nice little career, carve a nice little a nice little niche for yourself out there. There are still comedic actors like um, that guy with the big dick that gets all the ladies. That is fairly Pete Davidson, the one we were talking about earlier. Yeah, the guy with the big wiener. And uh, yeah, <laughs> just the fact that Fallon has has snatched defeat from the jaws of victory in such a funny way, it makes him the greatest talk show host of all time, in my opinion. <laughs> Right. I, I'm not going to take this Conan slander from you, all right? Conan, mean, yeah. Conan, Conan got forced like out decades ago, Malcolm. Conan, Let it go. Let it go. Conan is just so inoffensive. You can't hate Conan. Yeah, you listen, Conan's the goat. Uh, I want that on the record. Um, yeah. I don't think goats get podcasts, and that includes us. <laughs> That's so fucked up. His podcast is good. Listen, this is the realest form of entertainment, all right? This is where the, we're philosophers, this all right? We're, yeah, we are we're truth tellers. This is unfiltered, Sasha. Just put like, make the audio real like low quality for that. We're unfiltered. We have high production standards, all right? <laughs> yeah. See, I can say things like. Oh, my God. Fuck. <laughs> oh, it's okay. You all were thinking it. You all were thinking it. Or, or Sasha, you know, for you know, because we have such good quality of standards, right? So that you know, when when we we say it, it's all unfiltered. Cut that, please. Uh, I need you to cut that. 
Can we cut that in post, please? Sasha, please cut that out. Yeah, delete that. Uh, edit it. And frankly, oh, I don't care if joke. you guys are offended by it. I still don't think that they should vote. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, I think that actually the objectively best interviewer of all time, like if you if you look by bombacity of guests. I didn't say all time, by the way. I just said of the current crop. Of the current crop? You could say that, too. How many people is, of substance has Joe Rogan had on to talk <sighs> about just bullshit? No, he's had he's had some real important people on there. We all talk about Joe Rogan, but we're not talking enough about the other Joe Rogan. Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Jordan Peterson. No, it was a Jay uh, a Shetty, I think is his name. Yeah. He's like that British uh, I know guy. Like he's got this podcast that's like super popular. He like I was like on the channel. Oh, like his he's stuff... one of these guys who talks at like you know TEDx or stuff like and shit like yeah. That. So so he has this channel where he does like this podcast that's self titled, um, and he like interviews. He's like interviewed Joe Biden. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Jay Shetty is a storyteller, podcaster, and former monk. Former monk. Holy. Fuck. His vision is to make wisdom go viral in an accessible, relevant, and practical way. What did he level as a dual class for monk? Did, did he just like <laughs> anyway. bard? Apparently, bard. Yeah. Uh, so, what would you ask Joe Biden if you had him for one question? That's actually a good question. Me personally, I would ask him what flavor of ice cream he thinks is the worst. <laughs> you could tell a lot about a person if they say mint chocolate chip. I want to know. I want to just talk exclusively about corn pop. That's all I would talk about. <laughs> you have like a gun in your hand. You're just like, who's corn pop? Sorry. I guess I'd ask him, do you think Hunter Biden is as cool as I think he is? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Was it Hunter's Coke? He's a cool guy, all right? Listen, let's. I want to be on the record. I'm saying that a lot this episode. On the record, you know, the Republicans just want Hunter Biden's cock on record. That's all they want. They want to. They like, already have it on camera. <laughs> Fucking Marjorie Taylor Greene showed it on the congressional floor. I just can't stop thinking about that Tucker Carlson Trump interview. I really can't. <laughs> well, okay, so what, okay, what was the highlight? What was the highlight about the Trump interview? Definitely what? him poorly evading the Epstein question was the highlight of that interview. <laughs> where, where Trump was like, oh, I don't know anything about the Epstein thing or why he's been punished. It sounds like it was run very badly and that's why they were allowed to sneak in and kill him. And, and Tucker, God bless him, he's a, he's a homer. He didn't answer with... Well, didn't you run that facility? He, he, <laughs> 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 Weren't you the president? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Trump was immediately just like, now what you got to watch for is these guys that are doing the vote tallying. Forget about Epstein. Oh, <laughs> fuck <laughs> off. Uh. Dude, I can't believe they let that shit air. Tucker Carlson on X, by the way. Yeah, on X. One of the most unhinged on, shows on I've ever X. seen. <laughs> the first, his like debut show, he was just like, Congress has confirmed that aliens exist. Yep. That's just real. <laughs> and didn't like Fox News immediately be like, we're going to sue you if you keep doing this show. Well, he kept doing it. So they probably some settled something out of court. I don't know. Yeah. I think they were both like thinking that he would not do it. Like they would be like, oh, the threat's enough. But also part of me, it's like, it's so irrelevant to like boomers that like, Boomers don't aren't really participating in that. Like boomers are like Tucker's gone. I guess we'll move on to the next guy. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, the next no, Bill O'Reilly. Like, like I recently, like my like I had a thing that happened yesterday where I had to go. My grandmother like called me and she was in a panic. She's like, oh, 
my friend Cheryl, she says my Facebook's been hacked. I need to change my password. I don't know how to change my password. And so I'm trying to walk my grandmother through how to change the password for her Facebook account. <laughs> and she's oh, like, I'm in my iPad settings. Like, how do I change the password here? I'm like, nope, you got to change it in the Facebook app itself. Yep. And then she was like, I don't know. I'm going like, to be up all night if I don't get this done. So I'm just like, oh, fine. I'll go, I'll come over. So like, I my grandmother lives like about 10 minutes away from me. So I just, oh, I took my, funny. I took my e-scooter and I e-scootered over there. Uh, um, oh, that's right. He, he, you know, his balls just dragged across the pavement the entire time. The yeah. weighty, massive testicles that he—it's a real magnet. It's a babe magnet. He had to kick uh. off the women as they fought fiercely <laughs> in order to get on the back. You know, I wear my scarf while I scooter, and people are like, "This guy—he <laughs> stands very erect while holding the fucking <laughs> scooter." He's stick. not talking about his posture, lady. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And yeah, so I go over to my uh, my grandma's house. I go and I see it. And first of all, she's like. I go like so what happened like why do you I like because I can log into the account like the account seems fine she's just like yeah but Cheryl said she got a, a message from someone who was like who was me and like that's not me and I posted on my Facebook and I just go oh so I think what happened is someone maybe impersonating you <laughs> like you're getting like uh, oh, it just made a profile that looked like hers yeah and said, oh it's me <laughs> And then I was like trying to show her how to do the, uh, like I go show her how to like change her password. And then she just goes, I don't understand how you do it. Like, I don't understand how you do it so easy. Like, I wish there would just be some sort of book that was written on how to do this stuff. <laughs> so, well, there's a book with a face oh, on it. There's a PDF right there. It's the same shit. And she's just like, no, no, I can't no. be asked. She wants physical media on how to change her, her face. <laughs> she wants the collector's edition. <laughs> and then I had to help her like, she had to like sign a document, so I had to like set up DocuSign for her and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, oh. there we go, DocuSign with boomers. Yeah, that that'll really help her not get scammed. I think my dad oh. was trying to convince me that DocuSign is not legally binding since it's not their actual signature. That's, that's not true. That is that's incorrect. That your dad is lying to you. I know he's. Yeah, your my dad is trying dad. to game the system. <laughs> I have a worry that your dad has signed some documents that he doesn't want out there. Listen, when the, when the shoe falls, I'll be in a different country. They just basically just gave me the car. I had I docu-signed it. Look, I, don't have I to pay already told shit. Sasha. Sasha's <laughs> talked about it with me. When the other shoe falls, I'll move to Vancouver. In the cover of night, I'll change my name to Elliot Pierce. And <laughs> I will be a Canucks fan. No one will ever suspect that I'm there. Yeah, your you're going to become the king of Canucks Twitter in like that would 30 suck, days. Honestly, that would suck. Not only would I be notorious amongst Canadian Twitter, but I would be a cheerleader for quite possibly the only other team that Bedard could go to. And I'd have to deal with that guy's face for the rest of my life. I'm already sick of seeing it. When we could be talking about the number one draft prospect in the world, Logan Cooley, while we're on the subject, it's a new thing I want to start here. We have an image. And I'll be searching for these images weekly. Oh, yeah. It's our Habs fan of the week. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Habs fans, as you all know, are possibly the best representatives of the French-Canadian species because they concentrate all their negative values into one convenient personality. Uh, a prick. So, in this particular Habs fan of the week, we have a gentleman wearing a number six Weber sweater in a urinal. And between his feet, while he pisses in that john, are his nachos, where all the splash could be absorbed for extra flavor. Forgive that authentic Mexican flavor. 
I'd like to encourage our listeners out there. If you have a Habs fan, you would like to submit for Habs fan of the week, please <laughs> send it to one of our that. social media accounts yeah. or email it to us at signfrick at gmail.com. That's S-E-I-N-F-R-I-C-K at gmail.com. We would love to feature your dumbass Habs fans and publicly mock them and fillet them with our extremely sharp and witty commentary. <laughs> this has been Harper's attempts to derail this into a hockey podcast, but it's you know, not a hockey podcast. I just hate French Canadians. Yeah, you're sort of speaking like a real uh, a real Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> and the real Canadian talk. But I want to say right now, like, for the image that's like out there, it's that um, it's a it's a Habs fan. He's wearing a Weber a Shea Weber jersey. He's got nachos underneath a urinal in which he's pissing actively like into the urinal. I have a question for the two of you, which is, would you rather like instead of like, would you rather have nachos covered in your own piss or set the nachos by the sink? But someone gets a little bit of soapy water on the nachos. What's like, what's your choice? It's not a choice. It's not a fucking choice. I wouldn't take the nachos to the bathroom with me. In the first place, I would yeah. Leave them well, in my that's seat. the thing. Like, the real answer is don't buy the nachos after, after you, go to you the piss. It's a after that's, you sta- piss. that's stadium etiquette one hundred and one. Right? That's like <laughs> gotta piss. Leave the nachos at the seat. Yeah, if go get them at the seat. No one's gonna touch your fucking nachos in the seat. Yeah, I also want to say that what bothers me as well is he's wearing like maroon colored shoes, and they're just like <laughs> off enough that they're like faded enough. Where I'm like, just buy red shoes. Like you, you're you like, know he thought that outfit was stone cold. He's just like, oh, oh you, I will go to the uh, the Habs game, and I will put on my uh, shit heel <laughs> maroon shoes, <laughs> and I will. Uh, Give some nachos while they come here. Like, I don't, oh, I just, it's a public bathroom as well. Like, it's one thing if you were like, oh, you brought, I don't know, you brought your chips into your own personal bathroom because you took a quick no, whiz. No, a quick no. whiz is different than, uh, you know, but it's like in a public, he's on the floor. It's no, like, you're right under, though, Malcolm. Yeah, you're right. I would leave that at the sink. I would, I would much rather risk some soapy water than my, my literal urine. Do you think he like heard that line in Dodgeball where he's like, I drink my own urine because it's sterile and I like the taste? Yeah. Like took it too literally. He's one this of is not yeah. sterile, by the way. That's not how that works. Yeah, the only reason you'd ever should drink your own piss is in a survival situation, or if you're bear grill, or if you really like get off on it. Yeah, yeah. Or if it's, if it's a, only no. if it's a fetish. Thing. We're not. Yeah, judging. if it's a kink, like if it's a fetish, like go off. That was our Habs fan of the week. Thank you so much for participating in this this little uh, segment that I'm going to be featuring going forward <laughs> every week. <laughs> I want to make a condom brand that has like a maximum penile length of three inches and call it Little Smokies. <laughs> what do you think? What if I flavor? I like that. What yeah, if I, I like flavor them like meats, like different meats? Is there a market for me, sharks? I'm asking for for a million dollars, five percent. Listen, I, I know, I know a guy. I know a guy who runs a chain of uh, vape shops, and he's going to be very interested. <laughs> Let's cut this. Let's 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 cap this off with a listener response or a question from the yeah, listener. That's a good idea. Yeah, I was gonna say we should. Uh, we got to end it with our yeah listener question. No, I was just like, please give me up. Right, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh god. Uh, okay, so this is a question that comes from a listener who would like to be addressed as Sophia. Uh, okay, and their song suggestion is Charlie XCX Speed Drive. 
Okay, okay. their question is, long-time listener, first-time form filler outer, should be a hyphen there. Uh, I have a oh hypothetical. God, you <laughs> can't help yourself. <laughs> I can't. I really. What do you can't. mean? There should be a hyphen there. We're listening. We don't know there should be a hyphen. Just fill it in. Use your mind. You're the only one who gets to read this. <laughs> I know I'm the worst. Just, just, just. Boo. Okay, long-time listener, first-time fill, form filler outer. I have a hypothetical for you guys. If your girlfriend was given a penis for one day, would you let her fuck you with it? Why Absolutely. or why not? Absolutely. Would you want to heartbreak online? <laughs> would you want to keep your penis the day she has a penis, or would you want to be given a vagina the day she gets a penis? Please discuss. Thanks, sign fuckers. Well, first of all, absolutely. Uh, there's something you need to know about men, and that's that um, the G spot is in the ass. The G spot's in the ass. <laughs> that's something we should all know. I was right drinking now. water, asshole. <laughs> He's drinking water on a comedy podcast. Look at him. Fuck you. Uh, so another thing you have to know is that we think dicks are perhaps the funniest thing in the world. They are. That kind of bond we have with penis. It, it, if she only has it for a day, well, when in Rome, frankly. Well, you just like sword fight your girlfriend all day. Is that basically what you're, what Not you're all thinking? all day. Maybe for like a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to tell me you wouldn't immediately go by glow in the dark condoms and be like, I always wanted to do, I always wanted to do this again. <laughs> <Try it long." laughs> you did that years ago. Why? You forget? No, I didn't forget. It's a very, <laughs> very special to me. I hold it near and dear, but so my, they, my woman, favorite you don't memories. have anyway. And then you get to you get to see who pitches and who bats. It's a whole new thing. You get to explore a whole different side of yourself. Malcolm, what what what, what what how would you if you would you let your girlfriend fuck you if she grew a penis for a day? I don't know. I don't would think she so. Would she want to fuck you? Is another question. <laughs> would she want to? Would she want to fuck it you? Just lot. I'm a big guy. I'm a big, I'm a tall man. I'm a. She's like, you can know. you like not eat for the rest of the day? <laughs> She like knows ahead of time. Just like, okay, you gotta not, honey. I know this is gonna sound weird, but you gotta not eat for like twenty four hours. I don't eat that much. <laughs> but, well, that's uh, what you're supposed to do if you don't have clean water to do an enema. Fucking Malcolm, yeah, come on. Are you implying that I don't have clean water? That's <laughs> you are in Vancouver. I don't know. We have the cleanest water in the world. Uh, you're in Arizona. You you sold your water to the Saudis. Who? Not me. Anyway, I don't want to like the, the whole purpose of the not eating thing is that you do that in combination with an enema. It, it just makes the whole process much anyway. A lot cleaner, yeah. I think that's a lot of work, but I do like the idea of just kind of like going around and like helicoptering with the together. Like I think that's a fun that's a fun couples activity. Well, she would do it. I don't know if you could. I could. I I, I could. Yes, I could. <laughs> God damn, you're right. I could. Uh. We all have big dicks on this podcast. Okay? Absolutely. Above five. Yeah, they're not, you know, un- Harper's just selling little smokers for no <laughs> little, little smokies for no reason. He's yeah. doing yeah, he's doing it for uh the little people. <laughs> for the little for the people with the, you know, he, he's helping our little brethren out. Uh, for the more downtrodden the more downtrodden of us. Solidarity. Yeah. Solidarity. I mean, I mean uh, uh, <laughs> let's be let's be completely frank about this question because I guess I'll I'll answer it. If my girlfriend grew a penis for a day, she would not fuck me. She'd be fucking her friends. That is just 100 percent a fact. <laughs> That's that kind of true. A fact. 
You, I'd be like, I'll open the relationship up for this day so you can like fulfill your fantasies. She wouldn't even consult me. <laughs> it's like honest. Orson Welles just answered that question or something. Why don't you pick something a little bit less realistic, Robert? It's a hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, would, she would get a penis and then she would leave me and then I'd be sad <laughs> she again. Leave, she would be famous as the woman with the hot woman with a penis and I would be forgotten. I'd be, I'd be a shelf in time. It wouldn't even been that. I would just be like begging on the sidelines to be a third. That would be like the the extent. I'm sorry. What's that movie that uh, Poe Dameron played in where he was like a down on his luck musician? Oh, you're uh, thinking of Inside Lewin Davis. Yeah, you'd uh, be Lewin Davis, thinking- Robert, <laughs> Your girlfriend grew a dick and you just become that sad sack. Hey, I'm just playing music with Justin Timberlake. First of all, you wouldn't even suck it, by the way. <laughs> no, I'm not. No. He's, he's gay. No chance. Wait, I'm gay because I won't suck dick? <laughs> Absolutely. I accept all genders. We um, need an off ramp. But I will say this. I will say this. You know, like I've had a, I've had a girl put a finger up there. And I didn't love it. I wasn't. I wasn't enthralling to she me. She didn't do right? it right. I would do it right. You know, but it kind of came. It was. It was a bit of a surprise. All right. It was like. It was like. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I, That's the no, big problem. Oh. She didn't clear it with you first, so you were tight as a snare drum. That was <laughs> yeah, there's, she, yeah. She didn't KY the digit up. She didn't do any yeah, of that. She just like no. She just like she just like that was way too fucking slick in terminology. Why did she say it like that? <laughs> no, she didn't do it. That's a practice <laughs> phrase, if I've ever heard one. Yeah. KY the, the digit. Like, yeah. KY the digit. You, you know what I do in my off hours. <laughs> you sit on your hands, apparently. <laughs> we gotta um, cut the plot or something. <laughs> no, no, we, we're still answering the question. <laughs> <laughs> the exasperation on Robert's face right now. He does not want to answer Get off the off ramp. I'm, I'm literally just like, how are we not on the same page here? <laughs> it's, uh, it's baffling. Thank you for listening. Well, thank, thank you for listening. Let's, let's sing Let's Groove Tonight together. All right. Let's groove tonight. Let's boogie down. Down. Let's groove tonight. Let's groove tonight. Hi, everyone. It's me again, acclaimed author of The Road, Cormac McCarthy. Press next to hear another one of my thoughts on the Seinfuck podcast. I know it was overdone in the earlier episodes, but I think my favorite bit is still the cum goblin. I'm still getting caught up, so here's hoping they bring it back.